0: That's investher, H-E-R, con.com, promo code 100, best ever to get $100 off your ticket.
1: It's more, let me get you educated about what this asset class is, about how passive investing works to the point where you're comfortable. And then when you're ready, hopefully we're the people that you think of because we've kind of guided you through this process.
0: Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Deals and money. We are constantly seeking deals and money as real estate investors, and I bet you're having a challenge right now especially with deals, if you're like most real estate investors, because it's tough to find deals right now. But here's the thing. There's a competitive advantage out there that when implemented, it will help you accomplish your objective of getting more deals and or getting more investors. And that is having a great follow-up system. Having a great follow-up is one of the keys to success in real estate. And Follow-Up Boss is the leading CRM for real estate. This is the system you need in place so you can reach out to owners and brokers directly. Directly for deals, or you can follow up with your investors, and you do it all in one spot. The CRM makes it 10 times faster to call and text owners, then integrates those into a software so nothing slips through the cracks. The Follow Up Boss conversion system and powerful management tools help align your methods and drive growth that otherwise it could have been missed and probably would have been missed. Go to followupboss.com forward slash best ever to get a system in place. And if you need help, they got you covered. Follow Up Boss offers Experts seven days a week. You can pick up the phone and speak to an actual human being anytime during business hours. Visit followupboss.com forward slash best ever to check out how much time you could save by streamlining your follow up process. Best ever listeners, they're treating you extra special. You get an extended 30 day free trial, twice the length of the normal trial for a limited time. Go to followupboss.com forward slash best ever and perfect your follow up. Mark your calendars for the Best Ever Conference February 24th through 26th back in person at the Gaylord Rockies Convention Center. Join the experienced community and phenomenal speakers for a weekend of learning the best commercial real estate strategies, building relationships, and quite frankly, having a lot of fun. As a bonus, once you purchase your ticket, you are put into a mini mastermind group to start making connections with other commercial real estate investors immediately. Get the lowest prices right now at besteverconference.com. That's besteverconference.com. Best ever listeners, I'm excited to introduce you to our newest host that we're bringing on to the team. His name is Slocum Reed, Along with myself and Osh. Slocum will be providing value to every interview he does. I've known Slocum for years and I've watched his portfolio continue to grow. He currently owns and operates 65 units, including converting three units into an office building. So he's an owner-operator. He's coming from certainly a different perspective then I have, I know he's going to bring his expertise and cut through the fluff and get the best real estate investing advice ever for you. So, welcome, Slocum Reed.
2: Best ever listeners, welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever show. I'm Slocum Reed. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. And today we have Margaret Kozlark with us. How are you doing, Margaret?
1: Hey, good. Good to meet you, Slocum.
2: Margaret is the co founder of Nobly Vest which helps investors build their wealth for noble causes, such as spending more time with family, volunteering in their community, et cetera. They are mainly focused on multifamily syndication, hoping to expand into other asset classes, such as self-storage and mobile home parks. Mm -hmm. Margaret is currently the GP of a 111-unit deal. She's the LP in six deals covering over 1,000 units, and she's based in Fairfield County, Connecticut. Margaret, we were talking a little bit before we started the interview about where the name of your company came from and your desire to help people with those noble causes, a couple of which I just mentioned. Tell us more about that.
1: Sure, absolutely. So it really kind of starts about people's perceptions of money and people's perceptions of people who have money. And I think all of us were brought up with different variations of money in terms of it's a necessary evil or maybe people who have too much money are bad. And really, we're trying to dispel all that and just say building your wealth is not a bad thing, especially if you want to do it for noble causes, as you said. And those can be on a large scale, like philanthropic endeavors or community service, or it could be something much more intimate, like wanting to spend more time with your children while they're actually young, or wanting to send your kids to college or help your parents. So really, it's investing for kind of a greater good, whether it's in your family or the broader community.
2: Awesome. Yeah, the opportunities available in this kind of real estate investing really do make it easier for people to have the time that they want. I have a young daughter and real estate investing gives me the opportunity to hustle during business hours. But now that I've scaled, I have the ability to spend the evenings and weekends with family the way that I didn't used to.
1: Yeah. And you can't get that time back. So that's awesome.
2: Yeah. Tell us how you got into commercial real estate investing.
1: So I, like so many others that you've had on the show, sort of did the traditional route. I went to college. I got a degree in business and marketing, started off actually as an analyst at Nielsen TV ratings, climbed the corporate ladder, both on the analytical side of radio and TV ratings. And then later in market research, working for some of the biggest CPG companies in the world. But it was very nine to five grind, a lot of business travel, and just really started to feel very confining. The money was great, but I felt like I had no freedom. So it got to a point where I think it was around 2014, actually, I think was probably when I first heard about it. It was a former colleague that I worked with and she was investing in syndication. In fact, she was one of Joe Fairless's first investors, Holly Williams. So Holly told me about syndication. You got to get into it. You got to get into it. And I hadn't heard about it. I feel like I'm hearing more about it now, but maybe it's because I've been in this world for six years. But back then I didn't really know anything about it. I was more, let me just do the traditional 401k, my mutual funds are doing well. So it probably took me about a year and a half. And then I thought, okay, she had told me about this checkbook IRA. Let me do that because I wasn't happy with how my 401k was performing. So I figured if this didn't work out. I still had years to recover. So I invested in an initial deal in Texas that lasted about two and a half years. And I ended up with an equity multiple of close to 1.6 after just two and a half years. I'm like, I like this. This is actually great. And then I always tell people investing in syndication is like tattoos. You can never just get one. Just keep going. And then you want more and more. So although full disclosure, I do not have any tattoos.
2: (laughs) Although if I were to get a tattoo, I would really only want it for the five-year hold period.
1: (laughs) There you go. That would be perfect, right?
2: I would definitely want to know that I could be rid of it in five years. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, And especially if it was for a profit. Right. Tell me what has been your biggest learning curve, Margaret, in getting into both being an LP, but then now you're the general partner on a hundred plus unit property. What's been the biggest learning curve?
1: So... I think the biggest thing is that obviously when you become a GP, now you're literally kind of peeking behind the curtain, right? Right. When you're an LP, you're literally just passively investing, happily getting your mailbox money and life is great. But I have so much more of an appreciation for all of the various syndicators that I've invested with over the years because there's a lot of work that goes into it. And just being on the asset management calls, everything from just making sure that the tenants are happy and trying to reduce turnover and learning about. Everything that's going on with the rehabs. And for this particular property, early on, it just seemed like it was just one thing after another. First, there was an ice storm in Texas, and then there was a tornado, and there was some roof damage. Although I will say, the amazing thing is because the deal was structured so well, and the whole way we did the debt service coverage ratio, we had the buffer to handle those things. But it definitely was a little bit of a wild ride there for a while. So I think for me, the biggest learning curve, it's not a bad thing, but it's just learning more about those behind the scenes and what goes on behind the scenes.
2: Specific to that, in your general partnership, you were telling me you have one other major partner. Is that Holly or is that someone else?
1: No, my partner is Christine Hsu and Christine is a former market research executive. So like myself, I was on the account management side. She was actually a food scientist on the R&D side. Her children are still very young, and she and I connected about a couple of years ago and really just had similar values, a similar desire to really kind of live a life where we could be more present for our family. And even though my kids are older, my youngest is in high school now, we just really clicked and we thought, let's just start doing this. And she had been doing sort of the traditional single family investing models. Hopefully she'll come on your show at some point and tell you because she's got some crazy stories, including when a car ran through one of her rentals. True story. So she was kind of ready to get out of the active side of investing and look at passive. So she came on board as an LP for one of my deals. And then now we decided, you know what, let's just partner and just see if we can help other folks like us are parents who are working these corporate jobs that really want to spend more time with their kids and want to not have to worry about money, but be able to have time. And thrilled. even as
2: a general partner, you're not typically the one who's dealing with the car when it runs into your room That's
1: correct. Property. That's correct. Within yeah. your
2: partnership, Margaret, what do you focus on? Which aspects of the partnership do you thrive at?
1: I really enjoy investor relations. So I like having the conversations with investors, explaining what we do just sort of helping to kind of translate it for people who might be financially savvy with other forms of investing, but more traditional forms like stocks and bonds and that kind of thing, but are interested in getting into this. I should also mention that in addition to this, I'm also a full-time real estate agent. So I deal with a lot of investors who again, want to go the traditional route and buy a multifamily or buy a single family, but multifamily in the sense of less than four, right? Like a smaller. So a lot of them I've been able to say, if you're interested in investing, let me talk about a way you could go a little bit bigger, but actually have a lot less sweat equity in it. So that's been fun as well.
2: Yeah. I'm also a residential agent who specializes in investing. One of the first things when I'm having a consultation with a new investor client I don't personally take on new clients anymore. I'm on the largest sales team in the Cincinnati area. Shout out to the Shabri group of Keller Williams. But ah,
1: I'm a Keller Williams person as
2: well. <laughs> oh, nice. Well, we are known for sharing and enjoying educating people and helping them invest. Yeah. When I'm doing a consultation with one of those investors, whether it's a, a friend of mine or a client of another agent on our team, The first thing that I do, I won't talk about any particular investment vehicle in real estate until they tell me their goals. I have to know what what result they want from investing before we'll have any sort of conversation about anything else. And ideally you get to the point of goals taking on the form of 2X from Y by when, but really it's the stuff that leads up to that. What are the end results of real estate investing that they want? And frankly... A lot of them really should be looking to be limited partners and passive in larger deals, because that's going to accomplish what these people who are getting into real estate want, while also leaving them more time to do things like volunteer and spend time with their family.
1: 100%. And I'll tell you something, the other really crazy thing is, and this is sort of a personal mission of me as well. It's so crazy how there are so many people that are real estate agents that don't invest in real estate which is crazy, totally. especially because as real estate professionals, there are so many tax advantages that we can get through this. It's nuts. And one of my colleagues who should not be named has 35 rental units. And I've been telling him you need to be doing syndication. I don't even know how your property managing 35 units. This is crazy because it's 35 single family houses, a couple duplexes in there, but it's not like it's a 135 unit building. So Yeah. yeah. One by
0: one. We'll get back to the show. But first, some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. Let me ask you a question. Do you want to start your own syndication business? Or maybe you've tried, but you've been unable to get your first apartment deal? Well, it's hard. I know firsthand getting started in syndication is not easy. So have you considered working with a mentor? Imagine working one-on-one with a full-time syndicator who can help you do your first apartment building deal faster, help you avoid big mistakes, and scale your portfolio. If you feel like I'm speaking to you right now, then I want you to check out the mentoring program from my friend, Michael Blanc, who specializes in helping people get started with apartment buildings. I've known Michael for many years now, and he genuinely wants to help people become financially free. He developed a proven system and has helped hundreds of people do their first apartment building deal. I know he can help you as well. To find out more, text the word Joe and J-O-E, to 66866. I know Michael's going to take care of you. Go ahead and text the word Joe, J-O-E, to 66866. Do it right now while it's fresh on your mind, and let's get you started with your own apartment syndication business. I'd like to introduce you to my good friends over at PassiveInvesting.com, a private equity real estate firm based out of the Carolinas. PassiveInvesting.com makes it easy for you to start investing in real estate. Investor Guide that outlines the seven red flags for passive, apartment, and self-storage investing. Visit PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags to download that PDF now. That's PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags.
2: Tell me about the deal that you're a GP on, 111 units. Where is it? Where did you buy it? And where are you in the business plan right now?
1: It's in Fort Worth, Texas, it is something we acquired off market. Again, we've got some boots on the ground there that we're able to make relationships with some of the local brokers. I'm sure it's a standard story from a lot of folks. We've had it for about two and a half years now. But as you know, COVID sort of lit a match to the real estate market, including yeah. multifamily. Right
2: after you bought this thing. It sounds- yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Right. And so in, in spite of all the craziness, it still had a lot of positive upside to it. So we are still in the cycle. At this point, we're talking about just dis- getting disbursement sometime, perhaps this year in terms of selling the asset and moving to another one, but I'm not really able to share any of the details about that right now, but there are sure. talks going on.
2: <laughs> now, when you were putting this deal together, was it the standard play that you were sharing with your LPs, your underwriting to a five-year hold, you have a preferred return in the 8% range and IRR? Well
1: Absolutely. Yeah, we're not really reinventing the wheel in terms of the ways that we approach things. Definitely, I think telling people the five-year hold is important. Even if you're thinking you might be able to divest it sooner, people have to be prepared that their money may be tied up for five years. But we did do that, and it has been performing. For a while, we paused distributions when we were going through some of this craziness with the roof and stuff. But the investors are actually making out great, and it's performing well, and they're very happy with it.
2: Nice. So in another two and a half years, you are looking to sell. And then you said possibly trade into another asset with these same investors.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I don't think it's going to go as long as two and a half years, to be honest with you. I don't think we need it to go that long, but definitely that's the challenge, right? So you've got all these people and they invested with you and everything's going great. But now how do we find that 1031 exchange property so that they can roll it right over? So that's something we're going to have to figure out. But fortunately, we've got a, a bigger team of the other GPs that we can all sort of brainstorm on that.
2: Gotcha. What markets are you looking in right now for your next deal?
1: Texas, obviously, Florida, the Carolinas, mainly the Southeast I do have one property in Louisville that I'm an LP on. So I'm kind of just watching that just to see how that performs. And then I'm also thinking about Arizona because there's a potential partner that we'd like to work with who's in Arizona as well. So we're kind of eyeing it.
2: Gotcha. So within your partnership, you focus on investor relations and capital raising. Are you involved in the deal finding aspects of the partnership at all?
1: No, not a lot. And that's mainly just because of where I'm located. Being up here in Fairfield County, Connecticut, it's not an area that I would invest in for multifamily, certainly for a variety of reasons. It's not a landlord friendly state. The taxes are higher. We partner with other folks who are on the ground. And we are, of course, not just capital raising, we're involved in asset management as well. But it's really great to have the people who live in these markets that have the relationships directly with the broker's.
2: Yeah, that sounds like a good place to live if you are involved in capital raising and a residential real estate agent whose commission is based on home value. Right. Thinking about how you position yourself and Nobly Vest when talking with prospective investors. Margaret, a lot of these people have a lot of opportunities. There's a lot of capital looking to get invested in deals. But there are also a lot of other syndicators and there are other investment vehicles that these people have the ability to consider. What is it that you're doing to differentiate yourself with investors?
1: I would say that working with NoblyVest, similar to in the real estate traditional residential real estate agency is that it's really all about the relationships, right? It's building the relationships of trust with those people. Of course, everyone started with our sphere of influence of family and friends. And then a lot of our business comes through referrals people who've worked with us before. And I think that's a huge point because as you said, there are a lot of syndicators out there. There are a lot of different asset classes. So really one of the few ways that you can differentiate is the team and the people that you're with and making sure that you trust the team, making sure that they have the knowledge and the education to guide the process for the full cycle and that you just trust them with your resources. So I would say really for us, it's all about relationship building.
2: Gotcha. Now, what is it that you're doing in your relationship building just beyond keeping in touch with people who may be considering investing?
1: We're doing a lot of education. We have started talking before about our different responsibilities. And Christine, my partner, does a lot of the back-end work. So she does a lot of the organization. She writes a lot of our blog pieces, although I do write a few as well. But a lot of it, we feel really strongly about educating people. We're never going to sell somebody on working with us or even a project. It's more, let me get you educated about what this asset class is, about how passive investing works to the point where you're comfortable. And then when you're ready, hopefully we're the people that you think of because we've kind of guided you through this process. So for us, a lot of it is just service, if you will, giving you information, helping you make an informed choice.
2: Margaret, are you ready for the best ever lightning round? I am. What is your best ever way to give back?
1: I am involved with an organization called Midnight Run, and we provide services to homeless on the streets of New York City, and we will go in and set up tables and serve them food and provide clothing. And it's very humbling and rewarding.
2: Nice. What is the best ever book you've recently read?
1: This one has been out for a few years, but I would say The Power of Moments by Chip Heath. It's just a really great book about, you don't have to have the biggest marketing budget. You don't even have to do everything wildly different, but it could just be one thing that sets you apart that makes you memorable. And I really liked that.
2: What is the most money you've ever made on a deal?
1: I have come close as an LP to a 2X equity multiple. So I want to think about gotcha. How
2: long of a hold period was that? Yeah,
1: it was about three and a half years.
2: Yeah. Gotcha. Have you ever lost money on a deal? And if so, what's the deal that you lost the most on?
1: So I actually have not. I've had some deals that haven't performed as well as others, but I've probably been in about 10 LPs and knock wood, All of them have been profitable. But what I always tell people is ironically, where I lost the most money was in the stock market because I jumped on the whole pot bandwagon and bought up a bunch of marijuana stocks and just... Oh, wow. Literally lost my shirt on them, but what are you going to (laughs) do?
2: Focus on real estate. Exactly. I'm staying in my lane
1: now, (laughs) Slocum.
2: Margaret, what is your best ever advice?
1: My best ever advice is no matter what, if you're interested in investing or real estate, take action. Obviously, get educated, but we could all have analysis paralysis and you could be spending so much time waiting until you're ready. But just go ahead, make a change. And I would also say related to that, you could make the smallest change, but if you do it consistently every day, it could end up having a massive impact, whether it's your personal or business life, getting up half an hour early, doing one extra thing for your business, making that one extra phone call. If you do it consistently, it can lead to really big results. That's
2: awesome. Margaret, where can people get in touch with you?
1: We are at noblyvest.com, which is n o b l i dot I'm also on LinkedIn, Facebook, or you can reach me at margaret at NoblyBest.com.
2: Awesome. Best ever listeners, thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed this interview with Margaret, please follow and subscribe our podcast. Leave us a five-star review and please share this with someone who you think could benefit from the advice that Margaret has given. Thank you and have a best ever day.
1: Thanks so much. Take care.